Hello. Hello, Shane. How's it going? Colton, it's going real good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Having myself a beautiful morning here on the West Coast. Good to hear. That's great to hear. It's good to feel. It's great to feel, I must say. I must say. It's also great to be connecting with you here today, diving a little bit behind this solo adventure. (laughs) It's a brand new adventure, that's for sure. All right, all right. Are you ready to jump on feet first? Yeah, absolutely, man. Okay, okay. Well, let's get on into it then. So I would love to start off with exactly the decision to uh, sort of pursue the solo music career because anyone who has heard of you before, maybe heard your voice with One Bad Son, you've been a touring vocalist in rock bands for about 18 years now. So what was the decision to sort of change things up and go this solo route this time around? Um, Well, I think it was... uh, I never made like a conscious decision to do it. I think, um, yeah, I've been... Uh, OBS has been going, you're right for 18 years, I think, yeah, since 2004. So, um, I love me some rock and roll, you know, big arena style rock and roll and, uh, always have always will. Um, I think what really what happened is, you know, we write a ton and always just have always churned out a lot of music. Uh, and I personally write all the time. I mean, I'm writing kind of every day I have new ideas. Um, so there were a lot of songs over the years that just, they weren't right for OBS. They're just a bit different or, you know, when you're trying to cut down 50 songs into uh, a 10 song album, you end up having a lot of ideas that get, uh, onto the cutting room floor. So I knew for a long time, I wanted to do something with uh, a few of the songs that I had written that never made it into, uh, any OBS records. Um, and I think, I kind of put it off for a while, just knowing like I wanted to do something with it eventually Um, and eventually turned into like 10 years. And then all of a sudden I thought to myself, you know, it's time. It's time to just do this thing. Um, Yeah, just to kind of exercise some different musical muscles, I guess, is the right way to put it and uh, kind of hit a different gear. So, um, yeah, I recorded a song actually in 2019. It's a while ago now. thinking I was going to put it out and finally do this thing. Then of course, when the pandemic hit, that kind of put the brakes on everything. So uh, it just feels like now's the time to finally, uh, as I've been, as I've been saying, uh, my wife likes to say, yeah, you can finally play these outside the living room. So (laughs) (laughs) outside of the songwriting circle, outside of the living room. So this ball's been in motion for a while then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with a lot of artists, the same way, it's not like this conscious decision of, you know, stepping outside the band to try to do something. It's more like we were musicians, we're artists. I write lots of different stuff. I mean, rock and roll and One Bad Son will always be my main, uh, like, musical outlet. Um, but it's cool to try something else and, and to write kind of on your own and do it a, a different way. I found it kind of pursuing the the solo stuff a little bit i'm starting to get more obs ideas again you know so it's it's been cool that way interesting it's cool how feeding one thing or rather where it'd be like oh no you're gonna take away if you spend time away but getting the creative juices flowing in the one side that sort of helped to make this one path sort of helps to help the other path as well Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, what happens sometimes, I mean, we tour so much and have 
done that so much that I think you start to get in this headspace where I have to be doing this one thing all the time. But then you sort of lose that creative spark. And, and as I said, um, you know, writing stuff for my for myself, then I start to find like, oh, this might be a, a better OBS idea than for my own thing. So yeah, that opening up your creativity uh, and not limiting yourself definitely can can feed all those uh, artistic avenues. Mm, for sure, for sure. And I love how we talk about that sort of rekindling because when I listen to Shiver, when I look at the lyrics and otherwise, that's definitely the exact feeling that I'm getting from this track. So when exactly did you write Shiver? Because you mentioned some of these songs have been around for a long time. So Shiver itself specifically, when was this track written? Um, well, hey, first of all, I'm glad you got that out of the song because that is that's really what the song is all about is is reconnecting to uh, like your passion, um, which we could get into for sure. But uh, this song, you know, it was it kind of had been kicking around. I had that the riff and stuff kicking around for a while. Um, and it was one of those ideas, which I often tend to do because I'm a, a bit of a procrastinator. I'll get a great idea and then it sits on a shelf for a while. Um, so that was kicking around for a while. And then I think it was kind of, um, we had, we, we got a show. Um, it was the Rolling Stones only stop in Canada in 2019. And we, we got on the bill, we were all stoked. And I think I hit, I hit some sort of frenzied, uh, like creative mode, I think when that happened. And I just kind of out of the blue was like, it's this song kind of spoke to me. The music spoke to me. And I, I thought, you know, if you're going to do the first song to maybe go record, I kind of was, I just let, I was leaning towards it. It just sort of spoke to me. So I, I grabbed it, wrote the lyrics, kind of actually turned the idea into a song. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it had been kicking around for a little while for sure. Mm, all right. Now, opening up for the Rolling Stones, definitely a uh, good way to rekindle a fire for sure as well as <laughs> yeah, an artist. Absolutely. Uh, not not very many uh, larger bands to open up for there. So a pretty amazing opportunity. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the actual lyrical message of this, that relighting the fire or finding the dream again. There was is something that you were having trouble with at that time or? Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's something a lot of artists go through uh, and it doesn't really matter if it's music or uh, like whatever art form you're in, if you're creative, I think you have this like specifically for me with the band, you know, we've been touring for so long, we've been writing for so long. Um, and when we started, you know, just like oh my god we're playing like it was just you know four people in a room writing and it's exciting like you're not thinking about oh we need to write a hit we need to write is this good for radio is this and i think as the years went on and as we got successful and we got radio play and saw how that really positively affected our career bigger shows and all the things um i think very naturally not it's not anybody's fault i think it's just very normal you kind of fall into this thing now where you now I'm okay. The, the last song was a number one. Wow. We got to write the next, you know, you get into this kind of terrible cycle in your own mind of you're not writing for yourself anymore. You're not writing because you feel, Oh, I just want to sit down with my guitar and play a song. Or like, you know, what's a cool new idea. You, I found myself kind of in a, 
it wasn't like a dark place. It was more just like I was lost in the whole sort of why am I even doing this anymore? And it's you you kind of wake up one day and realize it's it's not really fun. It's not really anything. And you kind of I just felt sort of empty with the whole thing. Uh specifically after our last record, I kind of felt I felt spent, you know? Um and so with Shiver, yeah, it was the I uh, it, it was lyrically speaking to the journey of like reconnecting to that thing that was special in the first place, you know, and why, why was it that it was so great to just pick up a guitar and play? Um, and so it was, I kind of wrote it as a, you know, I mean, writing's always been a bit of a, a form of therapy for me or, or a form of, uh, exercising demons, that sort of thing, right. Or trying to get to the bottom of it. So it was almost like writing about what was happening to me in real time through shiver. And that's how it came out. Um, and just, yeah, really that's what it is, is about reconnecting to that thing, going to find, you know, what, what threw you off the path or, you know, I mean, it's a tough journey, honestly, because you have to look inside. It had nothing to do with the band. It had nothing to do with, you know, anything else other than my own, where I was in my mind and what got me there. Right. So. Well, and I love how you say that, where it's you music is therapy, not just as a listener, but also as a writer and specifically as a writer. But sometimes as an artist, once you try to like progress and make a career out of it, you step into what is known as the music business. And (laughs) it's very important to deal with the business side of things. But it's also it is sometimes it becomes so enveloping that it takes away that therapy aspect which was the root of this entire thing all along yeah you hit again you hit the nail on the head and that that's exactly it and uh you know even going back to your first question about like why i would do a solo song it was kind of like i never planned on any solo stuff to be any kind of big release like i'm not really pushing it to radio it's it was it's more releasing a song because i wanted to write it and it just felt like I was connected to it, sort of, that's it, you know, um, at the same time that I was writing the tune uh, and going through this, I, I really rediscovered my, uh, my art as far as drawing, uh, I, cause I, I draw comic books now as well. So it was this really kind of an awakening in my mind of, um, actually something that, that my wife said that I will always credit her for, because it really changed my thinking. She said, you know, you're not a musician, you're an artist, like you make art, go make art, you know? And it it sort of rewired my mind of like, it isn't just about writing a hit song. It's not just about, you need to do this so that you can, like you said, do all the music business stuff, like make art. And honestly, I started drawing more again. I started, and through that, I kind of started to pick up my guitar and just have fun ideas again. And then more kind of more songs came out that were again, like more OBS songs started to come out, not from this place of like, I need to write hits, but more like, Oh man, this would be a cool idea for the band. Just very, it felt a lot like things felt when we started writing together and it was super cool. Ah, well, I love to hear that. I love to hear that, that 
moment, that momentum, the energy is coming back, is getting back inside there. So, of course, Shiver here, we're recording a little bit earlier than the song actually releases. So this interview will release the same day as the single, October 22nd. So... Yep. You bet. Um, with this two-year wait that it's sort of been for <laughs> Shiver to come out, the anticipation has got to be uh, pretty uh, large for the track to come out. So I can't really ask, what does it feel like to have it out yet? So with the precipice of it, it's within a month now that the song is going to be released. So how excited are you? You know what? I am pumped. Like I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited for it to finally come out. I mean, I've played it for obviously friends and family and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and people have been digging it, but mostly for myself, I just, it's a great beginning. Like it feels like when this song finally comes out and I can play some shows on my own, um, OBS is, uh, Kurt and I are writing again. And like, it just kind of feels like there's, there's a bit of a rebirth in the air in general. So I feel like this song coming out is just like, this feeling of, okay, finally, it's like that step one, the song's out. However people receive it is fine. I'm just stoked for it to be out and for people to hear it. Um, the video will come along with it. Um, yeah, I just, I feel, it just feels, uh, I'm kind of, lo- I, I've lost the exact word, but it feels like uh, a bit of relief, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yes, it's finally out and people can hear it. And I'm just super excited. All right. Well, super excited as well (laughs) for this to be out because as listeners, we mentioned earlier, sometimes interpret things too. So who's to say what fires this track may go on to kindle in the future as well for other people? Absolutely. And that's your hope as an artist is that um, the things that kind of turn you on and the things that, that stoke your fire also stoke other people's fire, you know, and that they get, uh, they get something out of it that, um, yeah, you just want them to get something positive out of it. And, uh, I just, I'm excited to hear what people think when they finally get to hear this thing. All right. All right. I'm sure the reception's going to be very well. I mean, I myself already a pretty big fan of awesome the track. So you mentioned the visual aspects of shiver here a music video and also a graphic novel aspect of it so i'd love to dive into the music video here first so has that already been shot yeah so the video's done um it's kind of uh my least kept secret is that uh the the song's gonna be it's in the pilot episode of a new uh show that they they filmed in alberta called pipe nation uh so it's the theme song to that show uh, which they're they're pitching right now. Um, so I got to know the director and the producer um, really well, and so they actually filmed the video for me as well, um, and had a, a some actors. Uh, one of the actors from the show was in it. Um, we had a ton of fun filming it. It was a really cool kind of quick idea. Uh, we filmed out in Drumheller, Alberta, just gorgeous landscape, and kind of just felt like it it fit the theme of the song really well. So. Wow, that's kind of cool how that comes together too. just uh, make a relationship, maybe get some traction with a potential show. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it gets picked up. But even then, absolutely, that relationship ends up going on and sort of builds and connects through the main actor and everything else. That's really beautiful. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, that is the the thing that you kind of 
get when you start to put yourself out there is that you meet great people and you meet like-minded people. Um, I, uh, you mentioned like the, the comic book, it's not quite a graphic novel cause it's pretty short, but I, I, um, I just had a thought of, because I'm, I'm drawing comics professionally now. Um, I had, uh, my first series came out in the summer. Um, so I was just sort of between projects, uh, with drawing. And I thought, you know, it'd be neat to, again, not for any kind of big monetary purpose. I thought it would just be kind of a cool tie into my graphic art. So I did, uh, basically it's just like a, like an 18 page, uh, adaptation of the video, uh, in comic form. So it just kind of expands on the video idea a little bit. Um, so that'll come out at the same time, uh, as the, as the video. So uh, yeah, I thought it'd be kind of a cool tie in. It was fun to do. It was a bit, a little odd to draw myself a bunch of times, but uh, I got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one thing I wanted to ask because when I first looked at it and saw that you draw yourself, I was like, I wonder if that's like something he's ever had to do before, or if it's just like, okay, what, 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 how do I detail myself in this picture? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a, it was odd. I'll just say that it was a little strange. I mean, I, um, I, it feels like, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird drawing yourself. Cause you, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like maybe it's, it's too much of a vanity project when you're, <laughs> you're drawing yourself. But I mean, I just thought it was a cool adaptation and it was, uh, it was a fun exercise. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, also helps to maybe introduce the listener of Shane Volk to the visual world that maybe they haven't been introduced to yet. Because uh, as someone who has checked out this comic book and has also seen a little bit of your other work online with Mad Cave Studios with Nottingham, I love your art style. And it's sort of crazy to just see how you've been exploding into this world as well. Well, I appreciate that, man. It's cool of you to check it out. Yeah. I mean, Nottingham, it's, it's funny that the worlds of comic books and music are, they're different, but in many ways they're very similar. Um, and yeah, Nottingham was, uh, it, it was a pretty big hit, honestly, and very, I was not expecting that first time out. So um very appreciative of everybody that picked it up. And um yeah, like it's been really cool, a bit of a daunting task to to do this brand new thing. But um yeah, my my kind of ultimate goal was always to, you know, especially as I had was having this sort of rebirth of creativity, was to start putting these things together a bit more in different ways and sort of experimenting with what that might mean. And kind of marrying uh, my art and my music is, um, yeah, it's always been a bit of a dream. So it's kind of cool to be able to start doing it. And I'd like to do more in the future um, and see how I can keep putting those things together. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see where Shiver takes you. I mean, Nottingham already goes, has gone and done a very big thing, setting records, breaking records for <laughs> Mad Cave Studios. Yeah, absolutely. It's again shocking, but it's uh it's a it's a really really cool. Absolutely. So, um and then of course, I want to be bringing some of that stuff into the new One Bad Sun music and art too. So, it's 
really cool to have all these worlds coming together in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of logs in the fire and it is burning <laughs> brightly here on you, Shane. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate this conversation. I have had a blast diving behind Shiver. Your work as a graphic artist, all of these things. I have one last question though. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So I would love to discuss as we've talked about your progression into solo music, rekindling this fire and otherwise over this last two years. So what I would love to know is over these last two years, how would you say that this time, these experiences have helped you grow or what has it taught you about yourself? Um, you know, Great question. Uh, I feel like, especially, of course, a lot of this stuff happening through the lockdowns and, and COVID and your, um, it's, it can be challenging, especially as an artist. I find like there's so much um, happening and, and pain and suffering in the world that other people are dealing with. And, and sometimes you have this feeling of, man, I'm here trying to make music or draw a picture while I, all this, the craziness is going on in the world. But I feel like at the end of the day, I have been given a lot of gifts and um, I have a lot of really good things going for me, not just with talent, but with um, my family, with my wife, the kind of support I get. And I feel like, you know, you can't get bogged down by what's happening in the world in this way of like, I need to stop what I'm doing and, 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 you can kind of go into a negative headspace. I feel like continuing to create, it's given me this fire to bring good things into the world, you know, write more music, draw more pictures, put those things out there that people need. I mean, that's the, the beauty of being an artist um, is that you bring, you bring good things into the world ultimately. And that's a, a really, you know, I'm, I, I always keep that close to my heart and remember that, you know, Sometimes you feel maybe a little selfish sitting there writing a song by yourself. Um, but you remember that that doing that process is what brings, you know, art into the world and the world needs art. It needs more good things and things that unite people instead of dividing them. And I, I've really held on to that over the last few years. Um, and I'm excited now that hopefully we'll start to be able to play live again and get people together again and do the things that there's been so much divide and division in the world over the last two years that finally being able to do things that bring people together again, um, not just physically, but honestly, mentally, like bringing people together in a place where, yeah, I just came here to listen to music, not to fight with you over your ideals versus my ideals. And I'm, yeah, so I, I, I'm excited about that. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like there has been a lot of growth and there's been a lot of, uh, there's some new fears cropping up because, um, <laughs> as I've said many times, it's easy to fail as a band because you're like, well, if we put a song out and, and no one likes it, we kind of, we can spread the blame around and you sort of do that as a group. <laughs> but this being my first thing that I've written and done myself, you know, it's a bit of a, there's an extra little uh, daunting, uh, piece to that. And, but I mean, again, I, I did this for myself. So the people that love it, I'm stoked. If you don't love it, well, there's lots of great music out there. So 
<laughs> exactly. You can't make everybody happy, but as we said, you never know who's going to take these songs and you never know what they're going to take from these songs either. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, you as an artist, you put things out in the world and hopefully it it hits somebody in a in a place and inspires somebody and that's the most you can ever ask for. Absolutely. And I have been so glad that you have been able to share not only this lesson, but also the story, this journey into the world of solo music and this new track shiver with us here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Oh, Ambush, I want to say thank you for checking out this conversation with Shane Connery of Volk as we discussed his brand new his a day of you a solo a single shiver and not only can you find this a new single on your favorite music streaming service but you can also find the a graphic novel little comic book piece that accompanies it you can also find the a music video for this a track as well and you know that shane has a more music coming a your Away. He has more graphic novel artist magicry coming your way. And of course, One Bad Sun also has more music coming your way as well. So you better go ahead and follow Shane on social media to stay up with all of the incredible projects that he is currently working on and will work on in the future. And no doubt, now we'll be putting links to do all of these things in the description to the show below. And with that, I have to go ahead and thank Shane for joining us here on today's episode of the DTP. I have to thank the incredible, the sensational team over at Strut Entertainment for setting this conversation up. I need to go ahead and thank German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. And one last time, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on into this episode. If you've yet to join with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show, and you can also help us grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go find your roar, and then let it out into the world. And until next time, am bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.